Oh, it's a big hello and welcome and fantastic to have your company. More importantly, Happy New Year and welcome to No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. It's all thanks to the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. Danny Frawley, Happy New Year to you. You look refreshed. You look relaxed. Up and about, Jack. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to the listeners. And, and it's great, isn't it? Everyone's got great expectations coming into the New Year. And at the end of the segment today, uh, Jack, we've got Chief Brabron. Now, Chief Brabron is the fitness director of Men's Health magazine. And like all males, we've probably overindulged a little bit. So he's going to give us some handy tips uh, on how to get back on the bike and really get zoned in and try and get, well, if you've put on a little extra kilos and uh, had a little bit too much Christmas pudding and really look forward to the year because there's no time like now. And we've also got on after the first break, Jack, Emma Murray. Yep. Now, Emma Murray, is uh, she's a qualified psychotherapist and she specialises, Jack, in performance mindfulness. Okay. Now, I'm hearing a lot about mindfulness. It's funny the amount of conversations that... I've had in the three or four weeks that we've yep. had off from this show, a lot of people say, we've heard the show and it's great. You're opening up the conversation and that's exactly what you wanted to do. But the topic of mindfulness keeps coming up uh, from a lot of people in different industries, from CEOs right the way through to people working on a job site. Yep. A lot of people are talking about mindfulness. Now, I know it's something you're big on too. And look, I won't steal Emma's uh, thunder, but she she's worked for the Richmond Football Club and obviously worked really closely with Dustin Martin. You've seen the he had last year <laughs> in the Richmond Football Club. She's also doing some great work down at the Saints. She works in the corporate area, but also works with a lot of school ch- children. And obviously, 95% of her clients are male. Wow. And, and it's not something that she sort of went out, but males are wired differently to women. And, and we'll get into that later on with Emma. But mindfulness, Jack, is like um, doing weights with your brain. You know, we go to the gym to do some weights to, to, to keep our muscles nice and flexible, We'll go for a run to keep our cardio up. We'll go for a ride. We'll go for a swim. We'll play golf to really relax. Mindfulness is something where we just get the brain to chill out. You know, you have over, I think, something like 600,000 thoughts a day. And with the the iPhone and how busy we are, we're always on this thing. Mm. You know, I'm holding it up there. And it's just a time to chill out. And we all know that, um, you know, I went through a little bit of a, a period there and I live and breathe it. I get up now of a morning and the first thing I do is just sit outside and just sit there for 15 minutes. So do you do you make that time? Yeah, I do. Because you're busy. You've, yeah. you've got a number of different no. things on. But do you always make sure that, say, you get up 15 yep. minutes earlier than what you would so you can do this? Spot on. Yep. And that's what a lot of people say, oh, I haven't got time. Well, you just got to make time. And so what I do, I just sit out in a chair and look. And if it's cold, you put a coat on, but I just sit up and look at the sky and basically just focus on my breath. And that's all I focus on is hearing my breathing going in and out. And if a thought comes in, I'll try and just put it away. Lock it out. Yeah. Lock it out. Yeah. And for 15 minutes, and then you feel for, for a couple of minutes, I'm a little bit tired, but then you're ready to go because your mind, and then you can focus on the things that really matter. Because I think at times we live on the treadmill of life and we're just spinning our wheels sometimes and... And men, as we know, and this is one of the main reasons we have this show, we're pretty stubborn. We don't want to put our hand up and we don't stop. We don't stop and assess. Uh, you know, it's easy to look in the mirror and you've put on a little bit of weight. That's the, that's the perfect way to think how, you, how your body's going. When you go up in the morning, you have a look, oh, there's a little bit of a, a bulge going there. Well, you need to do something about it. It's hard to, to sort of sit down and assess how your brain's going. And mindfulness and meditation, and we'll get into it later on with Emma. And I, and I live and breathe it. And 
as I said, it, if it helps the Richmond Football Club and it helps Dustin Martin, I'm sure it can help our listeners. It's good enough for us, isn't it? So people have got different ways that they can practice yep. mindfulness. And as I said, I've been talking to a lot of people about this. Golf's something that's become big for you, isn't it? Huge. And a lot of us males use golf for this purpose. Well, in the past, golf to me was on a time frame. I had to do it really quickly. I'd have the phone on uh, and you'd have another a thousand things going on. Now I play golf. And you're super competitive as well. Right off. But now all I focus on is my golf swing. So I've got my one wood. I really got to make sure I have that right swing going and the right finish. When I'm putting, I'm going to just focus on the putt. I leave the phone in the car. Yep. Uh, um, too many times guys are, you know, on the golf course, they're on the phones. And when you see people walking, and, and men in particular, it's okay if you've got your iPhone and your iPod on listening to music, but a lot of the times you can see the people talking. I'm thinking, God damn it, you're going for a walk. Just chill out. Mm. Chill out because what it does, it makes you assess on, on where you're at. And, you know, we are cavemen by tradition, and Animal will talk about that, how we're sort of wired a hell of a lot differently to women. And I think that's going to be a really beneficial show. I'm excited about having Emma in. She's really uh, excited about coming in as well. So really looking forward to it. Well, I can see Emma. She's just outside the glass. We're going to take an early break here on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. Emma Murray in the studio with us next. Very much looking forward to picking her brains. And we have got plenty that we need to discuss. It's all thanks to the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. More coming your way shortly. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Nice to be with you this morning. You are listening to No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. It's with thanks to the Hater Clinic, great supporters of ours, the gold standard in addiction treatment. Now, Spud, we've been uh, having different themes every week on the show. New year, new chance, new start yep. for some people. And today we're going to focus in on mindfulness, aren't we? We were talking about it before the break, yep. what works for you and the things that you used to try and help practice mindfulness. So we thought we'd get an expert in, didn't we? Oh, well, exactly right, Jack. I tried to explain it. I love it, but I think we need to go the expert. And what better expert to get is uh, the beautiful Emma Murray, um, who is a psychotherapist. And you specialise in, Emma? Uh, I like to call it performance mindfulness. I'm not oh. sure uh, if that term exists, but it's a term that I use. It does uh, now. Yeah, it does now. Uh, and it worked pretty well for Richmond Football Club. So it is a term which uh, I like to say helps people use the tools of mindfulness to perform better. But as they learn that and as they use that in their jobs and in their um, sport, as a consequence, they also can take it into their families and they can perform better as a parent, as a partner, as a friend. I'm, I'm looking forward to delving in a little bit without giving too much away about the Tigers. I know you're doing some great work at the Saints as well, but I read with interest 95% of your clients are males and this is what our show is all about. Traditionally mm. males, we, we talk about we're stubborn, we're stoic, we don't like talking about things too much, but I read with interest... Uh, here, you said that women ruminate and men distract themselves. So can you explain in Danny Frawley's terms what yep. that means? 
So what I have found in my experience is that women tend to sit on something that is bothering them and go over it and over it and over it. And so um, there's not a hell of a lot of research, but there is some research that suggests when you teach women mindfulness, um, they really connect with the concept of allowing these feelings to just be what they are without attaching to them. But men have a different coping mechanism. So men, when they get stressed or they get under pressure and they get these feelings, they tend to distract themselves, you know, maybe mm. go to the shed, maybe go and catch up with mates, maybe um, go and play sport. But it's not really taking away those feelings for them the more busy they get and the more stressed they become. And so I've used this concept to create a program where um, the men that are are distracting in an unhelpful way, we take their attention and rather than them have it, place it on um, something unuseful, Mm. we get them to take their attention and put it on something really resourceful in their work, in their performance, whatever they're trying to achieve in. So it's just taking what they're naturally wired to do and use it in a more resourceful way. So the... We're talking, let, let's say I've got a uh, bricklayer mm-hmm. listening at the moment and he's battling a bit with, maybe it's his personal life, maybe it's finances. How can mindfulness help him in that aspect? I think one of the most critical things to understand with mindfulness, particularly for men, is that they only have one focus and where they place that focus will determine how they feel. So if there's a bricklayer doing his job all day, every day with his focus on all these stories in his head around maybe not being able to pay the bills, not having enough work, what's going on with his family. And he gets to the end of a work day and mentally he is absolutely shot. It's about that bricklayer learning to take that one focus, learning to take that one attention and place it on something else. It might be on something he's doing in his specific job. So actually taking his focus right onto the bricks, right onto the cement, the sounds around him, um, a song that's playing on the radio. Mm. So it's a challenge because his focus and attention is going to keep wanting to come back to that bad story, that dangerous story. And I've, I've I learned through um, the last couple of years, I got a monkey mind. Yes. So it was all over the place, Jack. It was here, there, jumping everywhere. I was on yep. a treadmill, having a cup of coffee on the phone, trying to do ten things at once. And I was telling Jack, my mindfulness and med- slash meditation is just getting up in the morning, sitting out in a chair outside. Um, smelling the 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 air whatever it is if it's spring it's a different smell but actually just focusing on my breath for 15 minutes and when I get a thought I try and just empty it out and just keep focusing on the breath and it took a hell of a long time to for my mind to shut down um it it was basically two months before I felt really comfortable with it I was excited with it I could see some changes so what type of methods do you use do you do that or is your mindfulness as you talked about thinking about something positive Uh, It's not about thinking about something positive. Um, Positive thinking, I don't find that the most useful tool because um, our minds get in an argument with ourselves. We try to put a positive spin on it and it's fighting it, saying, no, it's not positive. Um, So what you've just described is one of the tools that I use. And I like to encourage um, my clients to use it like you would punctuate a sentence. So maybe start the day with 
that breathing, but you can also, that bricklayer can mm. just, when he's really getting uptight, stop and take three breaths. And all he's effectively doing is taking that one focus out of those bad stories and just placing it somewhere else on his breath. His whole system will calm down, everything will calm down, and he'll start work again as soon as that stress rises. Maybe he takes that one focus and places it on the sounds around him. And I've been able to, um, with doing this, I was telling the, talking to Jack about it, my golf is improving somewhat because all I focus on now is the golf swing. And, and that's a form of mindfulness now for me. It's great. I love my golf because in the past, quick, I've got to get around the course as quick as I can. There's people in front. There's people behind. I've got the phone on. Now it's just basically the golf swing, as you talked about. It's The chip is, you know, get all the weight on my front foot. Mm. I'm still a hack. <laughs> but I love the fact that I can walk off the golf course. That's the only thing I focused on for four hours. And in the past, that was easy. But as we know, today's lifestyle, it becomes all-encompassing, doesn't yeah. it? You know, many AFL players like to play golf in their um, time off. And uh, quite often they come back to me after working with me saying that their handicap has gone down mm. just because they're taking those tools onto the golf course. And, you know, the... The society that we live in, the world that we live in is so busy. Um, it's Everything is demanding of our attention from technology, um, you know, social media, just people in our lives. We have so much going on that our attention is can only stay in the one spot for a couple of seconds. So when you get in the golf course, it's very difficult to just focus on your swing. And I was at Swiss the other day, and obviously you work with a lot of corporates as well, and they've got, you know, four or 500 people over here at Collingwood. They've actually got a room that's quite darkened, and between two and three, they allow everyone or people to go in. There's couches, there's beds, and there's not a sound in there. They, they've seemed to think their productivity, when they get out of there, is they're ready to go again. We're normally traditionally, let's go for the coffee Mm. Let's get the sugar yeah. fix. Yeah, yeah. They're actually giving their brain a little bit of a chance to chill out and they recharge the batteries. Yeah. The, rec the research tells us that um, we are mentally off task 47% of the time. Mm. So if you think about that for a corporate organisation, if they can introduce ways where their staff are on task more often for longer, then productivity goes up, effectiveness goes up. Um, Google have actually introduced their own institute. It's called the Search Inside Yourself Institute, which is designed to teach corporate executives, top 500 companies, mindfulness, so that not only productivity goes up, but those executives go home to their families and teach them mindfulness. Those families teach their neighbours and so on and so on, so that we can start to – well, Google have the big goal – of mm. world peace, yeah. uh, that's a huge goal. But just to start to um, take the stress out of our lives, I believe that so many people are suffering mentally far more than we think. Mm. And mindfulness is a great, you know, starting point just to get some pauses in the stress mm. and the busyness and yep. and the demands. The theme of today's show is mindfulness. Here on No Man Should Walk Alone, Emma, I had a friend tell me over the Christmas New Year period, he loves to go to the gym. That's his switch off is he can yep. go to the gym and just, he said he's noticed such a massive difference by just switching his phone to airplane mode for 90 minutes. Mm. No yeah. calls, no texts, can't get on social media. 
So he's purely just in that zone of, he's not a bodybuilder by yeah. any stretch, but he's just noticed that just doing that alone, turning your phone off and not being able to use it for 90 minutes and focusing on that has made a world of difference. Is that is that quite common that we get, as Spud said, yeah. we get so drawn into our phones that we lose track of the world? Oh, 100%. And it's not just talking to people on our phones, but it's mainly the social media on our phones, Um, particularly for our younger generation when they're on that social media. It's not just that their attention is kept wide and busy. It's all of the messages that it is sending us. So messages about our life not being good enough, um, us needing more, us wanting more, and our, our mind goes into stress. Sure. And Um, it's amazing how many people that I speak to who use exercise as time to, I'm going to go to the gym and Mm. I'll get some calls done and I'll get some emails done while I'm on the treadmill and I'll go for a walk and I'll, I'll get some work done. You know, I'll, I'll speak to some important people on the, on the phone and they, they're missing the whole point. You know, when we move, I have a saying that I use a lot with my athletes that motion changes emotion. When we move, that's a chance for us to change the way we feel. And it's a really great strategy when people are at work um, and they're stressed that they can actually stand up, pull their shoulders back, take a deep breath and actually get motion into their body. But people are confusing it and they're trying to get motion into their lives to tick off the fitness box. Sure. But they're actually not giving their mind a chance to just slow down, just stop and go out of that fight and flight mode and go into healing and rejuvenation mode. After the break, we're going to get into the Tigers and, and a little bit of how you helped Dusty. But the light bulb, um, and I've heard you explain this to a couple of the guys at the Saints, goes off for them when you mention the caveman theory. Yep. What's that one all about? I think it's really important for us to understand the way we're wired. And when we understand that, we we start to accept that we're normal, these stressful thoughts are normal. And I like to explain to guys that if we go back to when caveman existed, their whole job in life, the only thing that they were that was important to them was one to stay alive mm. and two to procreate. Yeah. And so their mind was wired to keep them safe. So as a caveman was going about his day, his entire mind was looking for Mm. danger, danger, danger. If he heard a rustle in the bush, he would immediately go into that fight and flight response Mm. and that danger. And when we go into that response to a danger, we get tight shoulders, we get a racy heart, we start to sweat, we start to feel sick. which is anxious. Yeah, which is all the signs Mm. of anxiety. So you now come into today's modern world and our mind is wired the same. It's looking for dangers everywhere. It's looking for dangers on social media. It's looking for it in your work. It's looking for it in your family. And it's trying to just protect you and warn you. There's a danger. There's a danger. Even if it's not there's no evidence that it's an actual solid Mm. danger. So we are walking around in a mild state of this fight and flight anxious feelings, Mm. trying to react to dangers that may not possibly be there. And when people accept that their minds are not wired to make them feel Mm. happy, to make them succeed, it's really to make them stay alive Mm. and procreate, then they can start to 
accept that that's not real what my mind is doing. There's not a danger there. There's not a danger there. I can pick up my focus and I can place it somewhere else and that danger goes away and everything calms down. It's great stuff that we're talking about this morning. Mindfulness is the topic here on No Man Should Walk Alone. It's all thanks to the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. Still plenty more to come. Stick with us. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Nice to be with you this morning. You are listening to No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. It's with thanks to the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. Danny Frawley, we are talking mindfulness, and our special guest is Emma Murray. And, and Emma, you're a successful netball coach. You're, you're a mum. You're a wife. Um, you're very busy. You've had your own personal battles. Um, for those out there who don't know, you're the mum of Will, who Will, um, Will Murray, outstanding young athlete, footballer, um, had a very tragic injury uh, three years ago now. Yeah. Uh, two. Two, two, two. Two yeah. years ago, two. nearly to like the three. day. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jumped off the pier at Black Rock and unfortunately uh, suffered a spinal injury. So it, mindfulness has obviously been front in mind for you and, and your family, in particular Will. Yeah, uh, mindfulness has played a massive part in our journey. Um, spinal cord injury, like many other things that, people face whether it's cancer diagnosis or another traumatic Mm. illness or injury it really throws your whole world upside down and I was a mindfulness teacher before that accident but I think when Will had his accident that's when I really understood the practice Mm. of mindfulness you know I always say that um, your mind gets taken to things in the future or it goes to things in the past and mindfulness is about just keeping it right here right now and with spinal cord injury if I let my mind go to what what's Will's life going to look like where's he going to head or if I looked back at the past of who he was and what he had I just don't think I'd get up in the morning so for me in every moment of every day I have to work really hard to keep my attention on right here right Mm. now I, you know, there's moments that I stand in a, in a room with Will and I say to myself over and over, right here, right now, Will's here, he's alive, mm. I'm having a great conversation with him, we have a roof mm. over our head, everything's okay, I can do this. But I have to sometimes do that, you know, moment mm. after yeah. moment after moment. And it's you don't do it once, you have to have these challenges with your mind continuously. Mm. And for Will, he has been flat out incredible with this injury and he has used mindfulness just to be in what he's doing and if that's playstation with his Mm. mates he's joyous and he's competitive Mm. and he's present Um, and we see very little anger I don't think I've ever heard Will say why me or why Mm. did I do that and that's really the essence of mindfulness well that's a real life great isn't it uh, example there Mm. Jack no doubting that now you mentioned Emmy you do a lot of work at the Tigers Mm -hmm. I think there'll be a lot of Tigers supporters and footy fans this morning interested to hear that process because as you said doing a lot of work now with 21 22 year olds who are trying to work their own lives out 
and you're factoring in something like mindfulness to try and help them. Was there any resistance at the start? Yeah, plenty. Absolutely. <laughs> I think um, I knew the answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like anything, some players really jumped on board and others just didn't feel it was for them. Most people who are taking on mindfulness go searching for something. And it's it's very different in a corporate ex- environment or a sporting club environment where it's being delivered to you. And for that reason, we made it non-compulsory at the start at Richmond and allowed boys to come to me who want, who were interested in it. And then in 2017, we introduced it to the whole club on a compulsory basis. And by then they'd heard enough to feel comfortable with it. Um, Richmond got a lot right in 2017 and, and made a lot of changes. And this was just one piece of the puzzle. Um, but it really bought... It really gave the boys tools to keep them in the present moment of the game. What we f- see with athletes is that a fear of failure or a focus on the outcome, the score, mm. the results, my stats, what does it mean for yep. me, What? how am I playing, that takes us out of the flow of the game and it takes us out of what we're doing. So mindfulness for those boys was about continuously coming back to their strengths and being able to put those strengths into the game. And I read with interest um, a double-page article, I think in one of the Sunday papers, mm. pre-Christmas. And, and obviously, Dusty does mindfulness as well. Yeah. How has it helped him? Like, it's obviously helped his performance. We know that. But yeah. It, you know, you've but does it help more than just his yeah. performance? Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, you know, Dusty's incredible to listen to about this part of his life because he's a, an absolute advocate. Dusty started working with me sort of early 2016 and what's fantastic about Dusty is he just takes what you're saying and he does it. He doesn't Mm. question it. He doesn't do it for half a game or Mm. does it one day or does it on the field but not for training. Mm. If, If that's what you're telling him will work for him, then he does it religiously. And Dusty's whole life has become more simple and less noise and less stress about it. He comes over to our house and meditates with Will mm. a lot. Um, it sort of became a pre-game ritual throughout the season that they would play a game of FIFA mm. and then uh, do some meditation together. And, you know, Dusty talks publicly about it just calming his mm. mind and slowing everything down. So without getting um, too much away, you just mm. give him a couple of things to focus on throughout the game. and Yeah, Um and this is where I think I teach mindfulness differently and it goes back to the men being different to women. We work out the strengths, the key strengths of each player and, you know, when their mind gets distracted, they have a really clear strength to bring it back onto. And as soon as they bring it back onto that strength, it takes them straight back into the game and what they're supposed to do. How important is it, and this is probably for any executive out there, they might have a few people doing mindfulness, but the executive don't. How important then is it for the for the coaches to get on board with this as well? Because if you're telling the players about this magnificent training of the brain and the coaches are saying something completely different, it's probably not going to work. Yeah, no, that's right. And in, again, in 2017, the coaches really got on board. And when their language was supporting this concept mm. of just being on your strengths, just being in the moment of the yep. game then they weren't detracting from each other. So a player, 
had those tools in his tool belt, but the coaches were using language and communication around just play to your strengths, stay in the moment. They weren't taking their attention to the score, to the missed goal, to the mistake. They were staying way off that with an understanding that if I take that player's focus there, then his performance is going to go down. We like to have a theme on this show every week and today is mindfulness but we also like to have takeaways for our mm, listeners who can right. do something yeah. about this so before we let you walk out of here mm. Emma, with all of this knowledge that hour. you've given us yeah. we could easily go another hour where do we start okay. tell us how we can start if we've yep. never even and how do we get in touch with emma murray as well oh, correct yeah um well you can google my name and you'll and you'll find me um or you know some people have been calling the the club and getting mm. uh, through that way um but in regards to a takeout, a really nice exercise, an easy exercise to start with, I like to call it the stop exercise. So if we, we look at the letters in the word stop, we start with the S and that is just when we're stressing out and we're really, our mind is racing, we literally say to ourselves, stop. And then we look at the T, which is take a breath. So we take our full attention to the breath. So it's not a panicked breath. Mm. It's actually putting our full focus on that breath. Maybe one breath, two breaths, three breaths. And you can do that in a meeting. You can do that, you know, at home just before you get home from work and just before you walk Mm. through the door. And the O stands for observe. So just observe what your mind is telling you. This goes back to those crazy monkey minds you were talking about. They're just bloody monkeys, you know, telling us all stupid stuff. So just observe that and really go, that's, that's ridiculous. Mm. You know, that's, what's the truth in that? What's the evidence in that? Or, Give that thought a name. Oh, that's that silly thought about, you know, not going to be able to pay the bills this mm. week. Um, well, that's not a silly thought. But mm. just uh, just name it to tame it. And then the P is just to progress. Progress with something different. So just progress by going and getting a drink or putting on a song or changing your focus just to go down a different line. So it's just stop. Stop, take a breath, observe, progress. How easy is that? Well, I feel uh, we were nice both just writing that down, then, weren't we? Saying, "Yep, stressed, four girls at home." Wife, yep, take a deep breath. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Observe and progress. Love it, yeah, Emma. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming in this Thank morning. You for we really me. appreciate it. As you, as we said, Emma's details are available online, and you can get in touch if if there's something here that's resonated for you. Then do it for sure. And we've got a squad pack for you and your family. It's oh. unfortunately it's men's uh, leisure sportswear. We, that's all right. We got. Men in the house. So uh, just see Jack and see how many sizes we've got there, and we'll send that out to you, Emma. So I really appreciate your time and Thank effort. You for I know you're me. a very busy mum, wife, uh, teacher, coach, etc., etc. So um, well done, Emma. Thanks appreciate a lot. Appreciate it. Emma Murray joining us on No Man Should Walk Alone. It's all thanks to the Hater Group and the Hater Clinic, the gold standard in addiction treatment. We've still got plenty more to come, so don't go anywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
You're listening to No Man Should Ever Walk Alone. It is all thanks to the Hater Clinic, which is the gold standard in addiction treatments. But I reckon a lot of our listeners will get a lot out of uh, Emma. We're going to wrap the show up shortly. Yeah. But I think a lot of people would have got a lot out of that. She was absolutely outstanding. You know, um, we talk about fitness for the for the body, weights to, to build up your muscles, your tendons, your cardio for your heart. And to, to give your fitness, your mind some fitness and some time to chill out is outstanding, especially the... Uh, you know, the culture we live in at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. We're on a treadmill of life and we just don't seem to be able to get off it. But as we said in the top of the show, we've got Chief Braber on, uh, who's actually the, the guru, Jack. He's the director of Fitness Spud for Men's Health magazine and he's going to become a friend of the show, which is great. He certainly is. And Chief, we're talking about up the top of the show, a lot of men out there, we've, we've all had a pretty good Christmas. We, we've all made New Year's resolutions. But how can we get back on the bike, mate, and uh, get, us, get us looking healthy again? That's the big thing. I mean, we've all had a great break, and that's important. You know, we need to go out and, and enjoy those elements of our life. But the thing is to get started. That's the thing. We all like, we make all these great plans, big goals. But if you don't get them started, you're not going to get there. So you know, we've probably whacked it out of balance a little bit over the break. So it's pretty important just to, to get back onto that balanced uh, diet and lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, basically, you think about the things that we do a lot of over the break. So we tend to eat big. We tend to have a few more drinks we normally would. So the easy way to get started is let's just eliminate a couple of things. Let's not go too hardcore straight away. Yeah. So we probably had a few more drinks than we normally would throughout the year. Why don't we sort of cut that back? So let's say, okay, we're going to have anything to drink at all during the week. Yep. We'll have a couple of beers with our mates on the weekend, but... Let's just make that the first step towards our goal. And what about some of the guys out there get a bit manic about it, Chief, and they think, okay, I'm, I'm going for a bike ride. I haven't been for a ride for three weeks. I've had a huge Christmas. Is it advisable to go and ride 150K <laughs> and think I'll try and wipe it off in one fell swoop? That'd be great. They'd do a good, good workout that day, but they wouldn't be able to walk for three days yeah. afterwards. Um, your idea is to get started slowly. You know, even if you've been pretty sort of dedicated the previous year, you want to make sure you work your way back into your training. So start a little bit lighter, but start getting into a regular workout again. So don't go hell for leather on Monday and not be able to move till Thursday. Let's do a little bit every day and just sort of start to build up a little bit of a you know, momentum with our training. Chief, a lot of people uh, will be looking at gym memberships as part of their New Year's mm. resolution or maybe even get one off their partners for a, a New Year's resolution. If we're going to use these and we're going to use these properly, and as you said, not burn out in the first two weeks, in terms of weights versus cardio, all that sort of stuff, what sort of what, what's a good way to really just get going? The key is to have both, ultimately, and not too much of one or the other. So if you're doing just cardio... Yeah, you'll be able to improve your sort of ability to run a bit further, swim a bit further, ride a bit further, but you're not going to really change your body shape or change your body composition. You need to do a bit of weights. So my suggestion is hit the gym, 20 minutes of weights, 20 minutes of cardio. 40 minutes, you're out the door heading back home. It's not too much, but you're going to hit both aspects of what you really need to be doing to get fitter, stronger, and obviously leaner in the year. What about the lads, Chief, that probably haven't done much for a fairly long time? Is it pretty advisable for those guys to probably get a health check for start just to make sure everything's ticking over okay? 
there's a couple of ways you can go about that too. So you can either just go and speak to your local GP. So if you have a great relationship with your GP, just sort of maybe go and get a general health check and sort of say, look, I'm looking at getting back into doing a bit of training. But a lot of us, I've got to be honest, and I'm probably the same, I'm worst case scenario, I don't go to see the doctor regularly enough. Yep, yep. So what you can do is most clubs that you go to join, you can speak to a personal trainer. You can speak to a qualified professional. They will work you into it slowly. They'll talk to you about how you can get started. They can do a fitness assessment for you to see where you're at right now. So A, you know where you're going to, but also you can see that you're not going to be doing too much that you're going to adversely affect your health and well-being. Now, Chief, uh, the Men's Health magazine, I'm an avid reader of it. Um, the next copy is just about out soon, I think. What do we expect uh, with the Men's Health magazine this year, champ? Well, we've got uh, literally today we did a photo shoot with our next uh, celebrity transformation. Um, you might remember the last one with uh, Guy Sebastian, yep. one of Australia's absolute yes. favourites. Yeah. Um, myself and my wife were the trainers behind uh, his transformation. We've just finished another one. We can't tell you who it is right yet, but the, uh, the start of next month you'll see him. 43 years old, so gone for a guy a little bit older this time around. Um, just to show you that it's never too late to get started with your health and well-being. He looked amazing today. He felt fantastic. Spent his holidays uh, having beers with his mates and, and surfing. And after four weeks away from me and my wife, he still looks amazing. So uh, look out for that at the start of February. With Guy Sebastian, just before we let you go, Chief, how much, what percentage you put on diet versus uh, the physical aspect of, of his transformation? All right. So this is where I go up against the majority of our industry. Yep. They tend to preach this idea of 70% diet, 30% training. We believe it's 50-50 because if you go mm. into it just thinking about the way you eat, yep. you're not going to get stronger, fitter, faster, you know, and build muscle because no matter how well you eat, you can't do any of those things. Again, if you just train, you're never going to get that change in your body shape and reduce your body fat. Yeah. It's just as much in the kitchen as it is in the gym. 50-50, find that balance, and you'll get the results you're after. Chief, we're very appreciative of your time this morning. And as I said, we're going to talk to you a lot because you're a man with a lot of knowledge, and we need to continually pick your brain. But thanks for the chat. We really uh, appreciate it, as we said. No problem, boys. Great to speak to you. Thanks, Chief. Chief Braybron, who's the uh, Director of Fitness for Men's Health Magazine, Spud. And that's, I hope today that our listeners have been able to just Take a bit out of... Well, I feel invigorated. Yeah. Having Emma and Chief and yourself, Jack, you're good-looking rooster yourself. <laughs> you're in pretty good shape. You're the first time that anyone's ever said that. No, nah, yeah. look, invigorated. I reckon it's just a great start to our Sundays. To yeah, I reckon honest. it is too. And again, we're back and, and we're in the full swing now for 2018 and we want to have different themes yep. every week. We love that our listeners are getting involved. We've got a stack of SMSs this yep. morning as well, which is terrific. Yep. And we're going to keep pushing on. We're going to keep having different themes every week and... I think that's important, isn't it? That we just we have different focus areas all the time, and we want to have a little bit of fun with it as well. Yeah, so, um, yeah. I'm just going to go and ride 190 k now after Christmas lunch I've had, Jay. So after all of that, no, where we were joking. talking about easing your way I'm back in, just going for a walk with the dog. How are you? How are your bike numbers at the moment? Not by the way? great. Not great. They've got to build up because we're going to have um, Wayne Swash on at some stage. Uh, obviously, he's got a big pucker up ride. Um, I put my hand up for it. And, Have you really? Yeah, it's from Sydney to Melbourne, so I, I've got to get out there, mate. <laughs> but 
the bike's got rust on it, so it doesn't make many Ks at the moment. <laughs> well, thanks to everyone for being with us today. Big thanks to our guests, both Chief and also Emma Murray, earlier in the program. Thanks to you for your involvement. We love your SMSs and keep them coming. We're back next week. And just remember, ask your mate how they're going.